Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter and make sure to print off our cheat sheet that is amazing Woo-hoo. at HerFantasyFootball.com slash cheat sheet. That easy. Go to that site and you can print it off from there. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune to our radio tune to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter as always at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And it's the dress rehearsal week. Woohoo! The only preseason game that really counts, and it barely it really counts, is. but it it, it it counts the most by far than any of the others. It's still I'm a half point. I'm still so a half point, happy yeah. though that the Olympics is done with, so I can focus on preseason three games. So got got a little dicey. The there last you go, weeks. Brant. I love how into the Olympics you are. It's really so fun. into the Olympics. I am beyond the Olympics. Me too. I am too. Love the Olympics. Yeah. I, I lose concentration once it gets to track, but I, I watch some tracks, some of the track stuff, but not all of it. There um, were multiple nights I slept on the couch by choice instead of up with my husband because he was tired and I wanted to continue watching the Olympics. Ping pong is amazing. So anybody who wants yeah, to tell me legit. different, you're out of control. Those guys are crazy sauce. Like, you could lose an eye. If you could be that one sucks. type of gym, uh, that gave that away. Olympian? If you could be one type of Olympian, <laughs> who would it be? A person what, or a sport? What, what type, like of a score? type of sport would you play? Yeah, and be able to medal in. Mm. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I'm assuming we're talking only summer Olympics at this point, because otherwise only it's far summer. too vast of a question. Right. Um, Figure skating is a clear choice, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dot, dot. Toe pick. <laughs> Toe pick. Leotards on ice. Yes, please. Uh, I don't know. That's hard. I mean, definitely would not be diving. I can barely watch diving. I get so sick to my stomach that somebody's going to crack their head open. And mm, some of those dives this year were so embarrassing that I just, I can't With even the wind? It. Yeah. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Diving's the worst. I could never do diving. Um, same thing with gymnastics. You know, I don't have the stomach for gymnastics either. Like, I had to turn away while watching the gymnastics because I'm so afraid that they're gonna fall. And the so beam I, is I, the worst. The, the beam, beam is, is the toughest. Worst. Watch. Oh no, no. no. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. Um, no, I can't. So that that to me would be tough. I love swimming, but it'd be really cool to be like the fastest woman alive. Hmm. Like, I hate running, so it's like very fantasy-wise, but that would be really cool to be, like, the fastest woman alive. What was your Dude, What is it, the 100 sprint? Yep, 100. Yeah. I want to be the, the, the gun-shooting woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, a good one. I was always good at that in PE, which, by the way, we used to live in Nebraska, so we're the only place in the world that we would go to a gun range in PE. Right. Uh, but, yes. I, that was the only thing I was good at in PE was uh, shooting guns and archery. So I think mm. I'd stick with the, what I'm good at. I, I actually like was going to say diving because I'd want it to be something that would it be mm. an obvious one. I played volleyball. I did track. So I think I'd do diving. Platform. Because platform is scary and crazy and you're like three stories high. I'd do that. But I always get nostalgic when I watch track, especially a 4 by one relay. 
Yeah. I'll tell you, if we were doing the winter ones, you know which one I would actually want to do over ice skating is that like sh- that biathlon thing. Oh no. No. No, <laughs> no not the biathlon, but that's cool. They got shooting guns and stuff. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's on where skis? You, you skis and yeah. shoot guns. That's what no, I would no, no. do. No, no, no. The yeah. one where you're like that's on terrifying. ice and there's like the big, big puck. And you have like the thing, you go back and forth, and then you hit it. Oh yeah, you, you need to get it in the circle. Yeah. And then they, yeah. yeah, they they broom, they brush in front of it with the broom and stuff. Do you know? No, I'm talking about Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm good. on the name, and it's such a oh my gosh, this is driving me crazy. I'm gonna look it up. So good. Well, Brandon says. Um, anyways, we need to get back into football, but the yeah, Olympics it's football is a good time. time. Go fun. USA! Very exciting. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's get into the first game: Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins. Hold on, it's curling. Curling, yeah, yeah, curling. That's my favorite. How did I know that? I live in America. And they wear, like, the old-school polo shirts, so, like, looks like you used to her at any restaurant, any quick-service restaurant. Yeah, it's, like, my favorite. Yeah, no, it's it's very good. Um, Okay, so I'm going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. It's very clear, again, Kyle Shanahan's offense. Julio Jones, yeah. Uh, He was tied with Antonio Brown for the most receptions last year, but he actually had the most targets, if you can believe that. So, um, you know, OBJ was eighth in uh, receptions, but he gets a lot of touchdowns. So, again, these are the top three. You feel fine about it. Devontae Freeman, clearly the number one running back in Atlanta. I cannot believe that Tevin Coleman stress that was a month ago. If you happen to watch the actual games, it is so clear that he's the number one running back on this team. It hurts. You're welcome. We told you a month ago. I'm over it. I'm confused why that was ever even a thing. Like, Why was that a thing? Because one running backs coach said they want to keep him fresh and use more Devontae Coleman, so everyone said, he's going to get less touches, freak out. Stop freaking out, he's a talented running back. Uh, Sleepers, surprise, surprise, none of the wide receivers have been all that great during preseason, uh, other than Julio Jones, of course, which is his own thing, who doesn't have to do preseason. Except for Mohamed Sanu, he did get the most targets, nine, although he only caught five of those for 63 yards. But still, if you have anyone... That is what it is. And, uh, again, someone has to get the ball to Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman, and that guy is Matt Ryan. (sighs) Again, uh, I just think that he's someone that's undervalued. He did mirror work during the offseason to uh, perfect his footwork. Uh, I don't know if you uh, know this. Again, we're all actual sisters. And I used to do a lot of mirror work in high school. It worked for me. (laughs) What? Uh, remember, I used to, well. I used to do like monologues and, oh, yeah. and stuff in the mirror. I'm into it. Break up with your boyfriend. I used to break up with my boyfriend in the mirror. I had a lot of mirror work, and all I'm saying is, I'm a believer. <laughs> and uh, don't draft is pretty much everyone else. Again, Tevin Coleman's a handcuff. It is what it is. And Justin Hardy uh, looked great in a t-shirt and shorts, per usual. But so far, three catches off four targets for 26 yards. Boom. The Miami Dolphins uh, must drafts. I don't know. This is listen. It's it's dicey in Miami. Mm. It's dicey. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite is the coaches saying, you know, it's the offense has had such a tough time this offseason trying to practice and get in their groove because our defense is so great and then <laughs> their defense is awful. Oh, it totally implodes. Yeah. It's like, oh no, your offense is just that bad. It starts the line and it just trickles down from there. 
Um, but Jarvis Landry, you're going to draft. This week is going to be a huge week for the running back situation. This is this is the moment we're going to find out: is it Arian Foster or is it Jay Ajayi? Something's got to happen. Last preseason game, uh, it's just preseason week two. It's the first preseason game Arian Foster's played in, I think, think since like 2012. Um, but he got negative five yards on two carries. So that's not awesome. No. And Jay Jai only has 25 yards in the last two preseason games. So that's not like amazing to write home about either. So um, this is going to be huge. This is going to be a big week. Arian Foster, you have to take early. So if you have a draft before this week um, comes up and you want him, well, you're going to have to pay for him. Uh, not the case for Jay Jai. But keep an eye on that because, again, if your draft is after this and Jay Jai gets the job, his ADP will go up big time. Uh, so just keep an eye on these two running backs. This is this is the week. Uh, this is like the only team that preseason matters. But anyways, I'm putting Devontae Parker under the sleeper. He's finally back on the field. He had two receptions for 16 yards. Listen, he's a deep ball guy. Uh, when I think of that, every single time I think Kenny Stills. In my head, Kenny Stills. Which means boom or bust. And when you have a bad offensive line, not so great quarterback, with a new offensive coach who likes to make things difficult with play calling, uh, this might not bode well for Devontae Parker, who's getting drafted higher than I would feel comfortable taking him uh, um, without Agreed. all of those. So all of those yeah. bad things. So he's not my favorite. I have him under sleepers, but really for the price, the value is not there. Uh, and don't draft everybody else. Dallas Cowboys at the Seattle Seahawks. Those Cowboys, Brandon. I'm kind of Oof. falling in love with them. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, Des Bryant is the man. I know that he's out right now due to concussion protocol, but don't worry. He'll be ready week one. We don't need him in the dress rehearsal. We don't need him in the fourth preseason game for sure. Uh, prior to last season, he had 1,200 yards or more and double-digit touchdowns in each of the three previous seasons. Uh, he was uh, a 90 on Madden that just got released, and he was ticked off. And then they trolled him and said, well, it's actually because you can't kick. They showed him as a kicker. Like, <laughs> anyway. Maybe he should have come up with a Madden video like Von Miller did. Oh, yeah. Justin no, they... Bieber. My oh, husband yeah. just bought the Madden video, so I'm sure he's at home right now playing it. There's a lot happening, but it was And he hilarious. might be pissed, too. <laughs> he might. He's a dust fan. The only person to get a 99 score on the offense uh, at all was Rob Gronkowski. So, um, but uh, listen, Des Bryant got four targets, uh, four catches for 64 yards and two touchdowns in the preseason. You're fine. You saw what you needed to see. Sleepers, uh, not a lot of cold beat. Beasley in the preseason, uh, but Bryce Butler is out and about. He caught all four of his targets for 96 yards and a touchdown. Interesting late, late round guy. You don't need to, I'm telling you, again, your last pick that's not a kicker a defense could be Bryce Butler. That's what I'm telling you. Not to take him as a guy, but as a eh, guy. You'll yeah. feel fine. Alfred Morris, again, becoming the best handcuff in the league right now, uh, behind a top-rated offensive line, 16 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown on the ground, two catches for 27 yards as well. He can catch. Yeah, I, and I've been saying this forever. He, it, of I course, just, they just never threw the ball. They never threw him the ball. Of course yeah. he couldn't catch. He can't catch the balls that aren't thrown his way. 
Can't win the lottery if you don't play, Brandon. That's right. <laughs> Buy a lottery ticket. You're welcome. And uh, and the don't draft list. Uh, don't laugh. Um, I'm I'm sort of serious. Is Jerry Jones crazy enough to start Dak Prescott over Tony Romo some point in the season? I don't. I'm I'm a little worried about it. And I love there was uh, Jerry Jones came out and said that our search for a veteran quarterback is over. And I'm like, you think? Why would you look for anybody else with Dak Prescott right now? Crazy. I don't know. He's got a he's got a love affair with Romo though, but it's Jerry Jones, and I don't trust him. He's crazy. He could do I anything. Think I I am really worried about him. I'm also worried because Ezekiel Elliott hasn't played at all this preseason, and he hasn't been in practice, and he's a rookie. And again, it's a great offensive line, but the people that got a thousand plus yards behind that offensive line were veterans. All of them. They all understood the NFL. They all understood how to run a route, which, by the way, he has to run short routes. My other concern is that they have a terrible defense that continues to get people that are suspended or hurt on that. I mean, defensive end. They, they, they might ask me to play defensive end at some point. They literally have no one. So my question is, how much running can they do? I think they're going to have to throw the ball more, especially yeah. if De if, De if uh, Tony Romo's there. And even with Dak Prescott, they're going to throw the ball. So I'm a little worried because, again, Ezekiel Elliott is not just a first-round pick, but he's an early first-round pick. Yeah. And here's my problem. I want you to raise your hand when you would rather have Ezekiel Elliott than any of the players that I'm going to name right now. Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, David Johnson, Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Lamar Miller. I don't maybe Lamar, Lamar Miller. Maybe Lamar Miller for sure. No <laughs> way. No way. You think you think Ezekiel is going to end the season with more fantasy points than Lamar Miller yes. if they both are healthy? I don't know. Yes, if they're both healthy, yes. Lamar Miller is forever and will always be that question mark. And I do running back rankings. And I, I have a really high. Dallas's defense was freaking awful when DeMarco Murray tore it up. Here's so what I'm, I'm not, nervous about. Is I'm it, not is, that concerned about that because it's part of their offense and they spread the ball that they make their running successful uh, as well as the line. They've got plenty of options. I think that, yeah. I mean, I I'm not on the Miller train, but. What's tricky for me is the fact that he hasn't played yet. And he's not ready by week one and Alfred Morris is rolling. Well, he's back in practice. He's going to play in preseason three. He's going to play in preseason pre three. But my point but is... But he's a rookie. He get hurt. He doesn't know his routes. He's, he's completely unconditioned at this point. And if he's even a little unhealthy, why not play Alfred Morris? We know he does well. Yeah. I mean, For totally. But you're saying pick, if he is healthy, then that, that... I would say that that's the cutoff point for me. But... Uh, but there was still a lot of healthy, people yeah. I'd take him from Ezekiel Elliott. Would you take Des Bryant above Ezekiel Elliott? Yep. Le'Veon Bell? No. Three game suspension. Alan Robinson. Getting murky. No. Getting murky. No. Rob no, Gronkowski. No. Ezekiel Elliott goes before them. See? And I just, I can't do it. I don't think he's going to outscore any of those people. He, I'm not aiming for him. I'm not even I'm, sure he's going to outscore Mark Ingram. 
I'm very hopeful that everybody takes him incredibly early, so I don't have to. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going for him. I mean, I have him in one dynasty. I have him in a dynasty league, but well, that makes sense. Yeah, but other than that, I don't have him. I'm not, you know, interested in Ezekiel Elliott because, again, yeah, you don't know that he's going to stay healthy, and it just didn't seem like a really healthy start going into his first NFL career. And the fact that they picked up Alfred Morris, who's like tearing it up, doesn't help his case either. So if he's hurt, they're not going to be rushed to put him back in. But if the man is healthy, and that's what you're, you started off saying, is that he's healthy, then yeah, I think he could be totally successful. But it's not looking good that he's healthy, and that's why I'm staying away from him. So I get it. I just think we're, we're drafting him at his ceiling, and we don't know what his floor is. I would agree with that. That's I don't, but that's the but that's the thing though is it's the it's the Dallas line, it's the it's the play calls. It's he's going to be successful. I have to believe he's going to be on par with Todd Gurley, right? Who is on a worse team? I have to believe that. But at the same time, we've had so many rookies come out and not produce. They, you know, he's not Todd Gurley. I think Todd Gurley's. I don't think he's David Johnson even, but I think no. that he is. I don't think he's David Peterson. No, but he's kind of there with AP in the in the injury. I mean, it's opposite. AP's really old, but I put him in the Eddie Lacy really realm of things. That's where I would put Ezekiel Elliott, and I'd probably I still take my butterball. Well, the point is, is that all three of us <laughs> are not on the Ezekiel Elliott train, regardless of where we would draft him. If he falls to me to the second round, I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott. Good but luck. he won't. Right. Yeah, but he won't. We got a no. we got a Twitter question. Someone being like, "Would it be crazy if I took Ezekiel Elliott as the eleventh pick in the first round?" I was like, "Well, it would only be crazy if he fell to you. Sorry, you missed out." That was my yeah. response. <laughs> well, it depends on who he's drafting with, but yeah, absolutely, that's crazy. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, uh, Ashley, Seattle Seahawks. So we've talked a lot about, about our must-drafts, and so I'm not going to go over all of them, and I'll just kind of touch on a few people. But Russell Wilson, he's an obvious must-draft. He's going in the third. Um, but it has been told by Pete Carroll that Russell Wilson and the rest of the first team will take snaps at least one series into the third quarter. Thank you, Ooh. Pete Carroll. They should already be doing that, but glad to know you're going to put that out there. Um, so that has been confirmed. Sorry, that was by actual Bevel the offensive coordinator. So they will be playing into the third, which is good. We need to see that. Now, Thomas Rawls, he should be ready to play by week one, um, but he probably will not play this week in the preseason, which I hate. I hate it. Carol's been reinforcing that he looks really good in training camp. They're just being really precautious. Um, I just I don't like it. I, I need to see him play. I need to see him play because Christian Michael just keeps bumping his way on up the ADP list, which maybe is a good thing. Right now, Rawls is holding pretty steady. He was He's at the beginning of the third. He's still at the beginning of the third. That's where he's going to go. I'm just really nervous not having seen him at all. Um, into my sleepers, and these guys really aren't sleepers. I mean, they are, they are. But Jimmy Graham, he was given the day off of practice on Tuesday um, because he had practiced for four <laughs> straight days of good work. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> They're like, hey, you can just have the day off because we don't use our tight ends anyway. Right. Yeah. I'm like, good, good so wait, way to go. He's been off the whole preseason, but he put four good days in, so that, we're good. Stop. Good it's tough. It's tough. What the? 
Anyway, mm. so that's 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 a thing apparently. Uh, <laughs> Christian Michael he rushed 55 yards on 10 carries in the game against the Vikings, so he's still looking good and making the whole Thomas Rawls situation more murky. CJ Procise is expected to get some playing time in this game, so I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm excited to see him actually hit the field. Um, they they like what they've seen out of him, and they continue to progress, so that's always good. But we have another running back in the mix, guys, because why not? It's Seattle. And we don't know what we're doing with this team, right? So we've got Troy Main Pope, who rushed 10 times for 86 yards uh, and a touchdown last week. So, again, we have no clue what's going on with the running game in Seattle. So not my favorite situation. Again, I'm kind of avoiding all of them, mainly off one comment from Pete Carroll of he's excited for the one-two punch between Rawls and Christian Michael. And Christian Michael was touted by Russell Wilson that he's a changed player, that he's essentially the game is slowed down for him, meaning that he's he's able to process the plays a bit more, he's able to see the options, everything's kind of flushing out for him, which is good, we want that, but that's bad news for Rawls. So I'm not a fan of this situation at all right now in Seattle. Boom. I am a fan of good Doug Baldwin, though. I am a fan of Doug Baldwin. The good news is going. probably Rawls will come practice for four games and he won't have to play anymore, so that's good. That's what they do there. <laughs> good job. That's what they do there. New England Patriots the Carolina Panthers. Brandon the Patriots. Actually, this is oddly easy. Gronk is back at practice. We didn't care anyway. Obviously, yeah. we're going to draft him. Uh, he's a stud. I actually don't care about veterans in the preseason at all. No. They were either good last year, and I believe they'll be good this year, or I don't care about them. And that's pretty consistent, regardless of whether they practice or not. You're going to hear that a lot tonight. Uh, Julian Edelman, I feel the same way about him. A lot of people don't agree with that. Uh, but to me, there's no one else behind him, really. I'm sorry. I, I, he is the number one wide receiver, and I don't know why that's controversial. But somehow... It is. Uh, sleepers, LeGarrette Blunt is a sleeper because of the uh, Deion Lewis injury. So cheap. Uh, you know, I got him a, in a lot of leagues, but now he's probably going to go up in the drafts. Again, he is a flex play only. Flex play only. Uh, <laughs> do not draft him as your starting running back. I don't care if Deion Lewis isn't there. You are a ridiculous person. Stop yourself. Uh, if you can get him in the double-digit rounds, great. If you can't, move on with your life and feel fine about it. A lot of industry talk about Chris Hogan, but he's still only a 14th round pick, which is great. You normal average people are smart. But if you can get him in the 14th round, I'm okay with that. I actually think that he'll be fine, and you can definitely play him twice a year against the Bills, because that is a Bill Belichick revenge. Mwah. So just take him for that in the 14th. You know what? You can take worse players in the 14th round, let's be honest. So I'm okay with it. Don't draft. Well, uh, James White is going to shoot up, shoot up the draft boards, and he should not, not be taken high. I'm sorry. Some I thought he wasn't even going to make the team. Exactly. All of a sudden, went from not making the team to a, I literally, I had friends in the industry say, oh, no, now he's a must-start in PPR leagues. Are you out of your, are you out of your mind? There is no must-start. Let me be very clear. There is no must-start of any New England running back at any point in time, ever. I said, I'm ever. sorry. You think he's the next Deion Lewis, who, by the way, only played in seven games. Um, but I think he's the next Shane Vereen, who was the most frustrating running back to own of all time. Right. Don't start me on Stephen Ridley. I can't do it tonight. I could um, understand they, a DFS play with him. 
Sure, sure. Yes, of course, of course. GPP, best ball, uh, uh, DFS play, yes, yes, yes. Your regular league, redraft league, he is going to be one of the hardest people to pin down as to when you should start or not start. And I feel the same way. Again, I've said it over and over again, Tom Brady, four-game suspension, and then the toughest schedule for any quarterback in the National Football League, literally ranked number 32. And then, you know what, I'm just going to give Ashley the floor on her genius Dion Lewis uh call, which, by the way, I, I said to some friends, you know, when everyone was like, well, no one could have predicted this. A lot of my friends in the industry. I was like, well, actually, my sister Ashley did, and I questioned her. I called, and I said, uh, did you really mean to rank Dion Lewis number 44? And I like, I, I, I try to just say, oh, those are your rankings. This is cool. But I was like, maybe that's a typo. Maybe she meant 24. And Ashley was like, no, I have opinions. She was right, and I just want to say. <laughs> well, I didn't actually say no <laughs> opinions because I use curse words instead at eight yeah, in the morning. She, she texted me about Dion Lewis. I was like, A, why are you waking me up about Dion Lewis? And B, <laughs> yes, I beep, 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 put him there for a reason. She did. <laughs> I said, okay. Just checking, because that's literally 20 marks off of everybody else. But sure. Yeah. She was right. Yeah. Hands down. It wasn't hostile. It wasn't hostility at Brandon. It was for the fact that mm -hmm. I had never understood this Dion Lewis hype and obsession. He was injured from the get-go. From the get-go, he was injured and Correct. being ranked in like the top twenty, which he has no business falling into the top twenty. And he's a New England back, already hurt, and he's out eight to ten weeks. So all these people are now freaking out because they drafted Dion Lewis which they shouldn't have done in the first place because they had no business drafting him, especially in the top 20. So I had him ranked 44. I dropped him down to the 50s this week. I'm temp I was tempted to drop him down to the 60s. I may get spiteful and put him in the 80s next week. We'll see. <laughs> but I will say... My Take him off your rankings. Not maybe. Take him off your rankings. Maybe I'll put him 99 just so everyone can see my point. <laughs> like my very last running back that I have. My hate is not unfounded. And oh, I'm no. right. I, that's I what I right. said. I said to these... Because these guys were like, no. No way. Prior to this news, he was definitely a top 24 pick. And I said, well, actually, and I listed all the reasons you said. And then it was like I lost friends. You know what I'm saying? Like other people were like, oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, it was pretty clear because, I mean, whenever that lone beat writer came out and was like, yeah, I think he's going to start on the pup list. And then there were four beat writers that jumped on him and was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. I was like, oh, Bill Belichick sent these people out. I do. Yeah, I can't right. understand with the fact that Belichick lists injuries for every player all the time, all season long. So it's hard to know what's real. This but this was a real injury. This wasn't a, he's in a game and Belichick's trying to throw off a coach. There's no reason to do that in the preseason. This was a legitimate injury and far too much hype for this player, let alone the fact that he is a New England running back. Period. And let's take one second to say the NFL changed their rulings on the injuries. So there is no longer a probable injury status. There is only questionable and doubtful, which means that all the people that were probable are now questionable as well. So we're going to have a very difficult time as fantasy analysts telling you who's going to play and not play. And Deion Lewis is in the indication. on the Patriots. Yeah, it's going to be horrible for the Patriots. So just FYI, yeah. tough stuff. Bummer. 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 And guys are like constantly questionable, like the John Browns of the world and yep. the Steve Smiths. That's going to be tough. Tom Brady. Edelman. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to list off all of the must drafts. It's easy. I'm not going to convince you. If you need convincing, overlook them and let them come to me. Thank you. Other than Cam Newton. But Cam Newton is a must start. If you want him, people are diehard Cam Newton fans, so you know you have to get him in the second round, third round. Um, Calvin Benjamin, Greg Olson, Jonathan Stewart, Carolina's defense, and Graham Gano, the kicker. Those are all of your must starts, uh, or must drafts, excuse me. And I, you know, I think they're all there. Um, the only sleepers I have is Devin Funchess and Ted Ginn Jr. Simply because of where they're placing in their ADP. Uh, I just I a, think... Well, go ahead. I have a funny story about Ted Ginn Jr. When you're done. No, go ahead. So one of those solicitors comes to my door. Actually, he didn't even ring my doorbell. First of all, I was homesick from work. I was in a nightgown, and I threw sweatpants under my nightgown, and then I was cold, so I put a T-shirt over it. But you can clearly see I'm in three layers like a bag lady. And I walk outside to water my plants... It like no brush teeth, glasses, smeared makeup, cracked out hair from sleeping, and there's a guy just standing on my doorstep, and I'm like, what the? And he's like, oh hey hey, I'm you know financial planner and yada yada, asked me all these weird questions, and then he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, yada yada, and I'm a fantasy football analyst. He's like, really cool. And then as he's leaving, as I'm giving him to go, he turns around and he goes, one sleeper, just give me one sleeper. I'm like. Ted Ginn Jr. And he's like, oh, I forgot about that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going in the 17-day thing round. He's a steal. He's like, good it's one. He's true. a good one. Yeah. It's I forgot true. about that guy. He is a steal. <laughs> Who was the longest receiving touchdown this preseason? Ted Ginn Jr., you guys. Come on. We cannot forget about this man. He's alive. I know. Kelvin Benjamin's back. It's very exciting. It's very, very exciting. But Ted Ginn Jr. had a ridiculous amount of touchdowns last season. He's going to get yards and touchdowns this season, even with Mr. Dunf Devin Funchess coming Defa. in and being the best thing to hit Carolina. I don't care. Ted Ginn Jr. is going to make a lot of fantasy owners very happy this season. So Boomer bust. To pay for him. Boomer bust. Boom or bust. And he's more boom than bust. He's not as Kenny Stills, where it's like literally out of nowhere. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Washington Redskins, the Bills. Okay, so I. Sammy Watkins. We're moving on. LaShawn McCoy. Love. We're moving on because we love. Because yes. we love him. Fair. It's easy. You're gonna. You want him. This. It's not. You. I, I. To me, he's one of those guys that I really want in that area of, of group of men. Mm. Um, that's definitely Sammy Watkins is one of those. Um, and and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about. It, I'm sure. Listen. And my don't draft. It's Buffalo's defense. Right. They're completely getting destroyed here this offseason. It's crazy with suspensions and injuries. And when you have a bad defense, that actually makes me more excited about the offense because they're going to have to freaking throw that ball. And who's going to go to? It's going to go to Sammy Watkins. And he's only getting better, and he's, he's more diverse of a, a receiver this year, and it's going to be glorious. Um, LaShawn McCoy, he got an early Christmas present. Carlos Williams was cut from the team. So crazy. The vulture is dead is what I have to say. Bye. The guy who took all of his touchdowns last year is gone. So I, if, if I was LaShawn McCoy, I'd be sleeping a lot better at night now. And as an owner, I'm sleeping a lot better at night. Um, Williams scored six touchdowns last year in games that McCoy was in. 
that McCoy could have scored the touchdown. So listen, I'll give McCoy three of those. Okay, so even that, three more touchdowns just because is fantastic. I'm going to give the other three touchdowns to my man Tyrod Taylor, who I am saying is a must draft. He's going in the 12th, 13th round. We have him ranked ninth, Brandon Marianne Lee. I made a statement. I made a and statement. Do you I like, like it? that statement. Yes, and I'm going Solid. with it. I, ch I checked the rankings. Um, Brandon does the quarterback rankings. I checked the rankings after I had done the write-up because um, I kind of tend to just fill in with the rankings. And I was like, holy shnikes, she has him at ninth. Yeah. I think we're he's a top ten guy. Stuff. We're all smoking the same stuff. He is. I think so too. Mm. Listen, he's gonna he's gonna be running a lot more because of the backup situation to McCoy not being as strong as it was. So that is only gonna help. So I'm all in with the Tyrod Taylor. He's got his Sammy Watkins back healthy, um, and Robert Woods I think is a legit wide receiver too. So I think it's a great setup we got there. And I'm gonna put Charles Clay in my sleepers. Um, they say Agreed. they want to use their yep. tight ends more this season, and it looks like that to me. He had a 59-yard pass or catch uh, last preseason game. That's huge for a tight end of any sorts, um, even the Gronk kind. So I'm into it. I, I love it. I love it. Um, we have him ranked 18th, which means he's the backup tight end for you. And I think that's a much better option than guys that we have ranked similar there, Metellus Bennett, Vance McDonald. I would go the Charles Clay route. And the Redskins, I love me Brandon. some Vance McDonald, though. I would prefer Charles Clay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm not ripping on Vance. Right. I'm just saying yeah. I would prefer Charles Clay. I think I have Charles Clay ranked above Vance McDonald, though, don't I? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Right in front of yeah. him. Yeah. Just it's right above. It's Bennett. Then it's Charles Clay. And then it's somebody else. And then it's Vance McDonald. I'm low on Martellus Bennett. Some people have him as like almost a top ten guy, and I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. What? No, it's not. Stop yourself. I haven't even talked mm -hmm. about Martellus Bennett and all my Patriots stuff, and I did it on purpose. Statement Good for you. Statement. We'll talk about the Washington Redskins now, Brandon. Kirk Cousins and Tyrod Taylor, in my opinion, are the two guys that you want. I love them for late round quarterback picks. I think that I've ranked them higher than other people on purpose because I believe they are better than other people. That's how rankings work. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to bring it to your attention. Yeah. I yeah. just think it's important. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Uh, Jordan Reed looked good in camp, but he's bubble wrapped due to his injury history, and I like that. Again, I don't want these veterans to play who could possibly get hurt. I have no problem not seeing him. Uh, make no mistake, they're holding out to Sean Jackson for the same reason. He looks great in camp. He says he's motivated based off of his injuries last season. Right now, uh, He's going in the eighth round. And yes, last season was a disappointment, but again, he was hurt, so go for it. Sleepers, Jamison Crowder was doing really well until he got hurt. Now you can get him basically for free. Josh Doxson you can get for free, although personally, I'm not drafting him, but he's someone I'm looking for on waivers week four. I think he's going to ease into it. He may play the last preseason game, but who cares? Who plays the last preseason game? Yeah. Bubble players people that may or may not make the roster. I don't like that. Uh, he says he's definitely going to be back week one. Well, we'll see. Again, a rookie. I like his skill set. I don't love him in a redraft league. 
Don't draft. Uh, Matt Jones is in a disaster zone right now. He sprained his AC joint in the shoulder. Uh, he is not going to play the rest of the preseason game. Hopefully he'll start in week one. Uh, you know, it was going to be Keith Marshall, supposedly. He was a seventh-round pick this year in the draft, but he's just blown it. Um, he's only a seventh rounder, so they, they're not invested. Instead, it's probably going to be Rob Kelly who's going to get the start this week. So check him out. And again, Mac Brown isn't sucking either. He had nine carries for 35 yards, caught all five of his targets for 19 yards. Keep your eye on this situation. Uh, but again, we have Matt Jones pretty much ranked as the last starting running back, and there's a reason for that. So watch the situation for sure. It may or may not be because I do the running back rankings and I hate him. But I think we, I think everyone does, right? Yeah. I mean, how do you love? I mean, especially after this injury. Am I, I hate him last year when everybody loved him, and I'm glad that my it's carrying over. I mean, I'm no, not he's glad he's hurt. I'm not glad he's hurt. You're an influencer, but... Ashley. You're right. an influencer. <laughs> you know what, Ashley? It's because yeah. of you. You bump him down in rankings and they get injured. Maybe. Yeah, way to go, Ash. Maybe. Maybe I should bump Mac the Knife Brown up and see how they do. Yeah, there you wow. go. Wow, there you it. go. Mac Brown, that's a great name. Pittsburgh Steelers right. at the New Orleans Saints. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a toughie because uh, Antonio Brown is ranked as the number one guy. I, I don't want to debate that, but at the same time, I'm not quite sure as I'm as high on the offense as everyone else is. I'm going to remind you today, though, that the wide receiver, too, is actually uh, – Marcus Wheaton. I don't know if you've heard of the guy because no one's mentioned him, but he is officially listed as a wide receiver too. Uh, and now everyone's all high and mighty on Eli Rogers, who is now listed as a wide receiver three instead of Sammy Coase. Well, Sammy Coase has literally fumbled or bobbled that job away. It's sad, actually. But what does Wheaton need to do to get respect here? He I was, don't know. He was a wide receiver two last year, essentially. He's a wide receiver two this year. I don't what, I what is... It was the same with like Martavis Bryant last year. All of a sudden, Wheaton was still the starting wide receiver too, and Bryant got the attention. Sammy Coates got the attention. Now Eli Rogers yeah. gets the attention. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I and you know what? Eli Rogers is going to be fine. It's like a fun late, 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 late round pick if you um, go that deep. But Marcus Wheaton is the guy. I just want to make sure we all know that. Uh, I think sometimes we keep forgetting that. Uh, again, I, I interviewed Marcus Wheaton on uh, my Bleacher Report show that I have from uh, 11 to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, SiriusXM. And it was awesome because he said that he got a locker right next to Ben Roethlisberger. And he's been doing the whole following him around like a puppy, making sure that he can figure everything out, learning as much as possible. But he's kind of an understated guy. I can tell why, actually. He's just like a really nice guy when you talk to him. He's not really intense, you know. So I think he's just not getting the press. And I'm cool with that. You should be too. Take him late. Feel good about it. Um... Again, I, I, I guess I feel like Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams, we've harped on that enough. It's tough to draft both of them in the top six rounds. It's only one slot, not even one position on your team. It's hard for me to advocate for that. And Ben Ross, Roethlisberger has the lowest floor in the league. And Ladarius Green may or may not be getting headaches, but he definitely isn't on the field. So I can't draft him. But Jesse James is the backup tight end. If you are, um, I wouldn't draft him. But he is a waiver wire guy to keep your eye on. 
definitely Jesse James. As far as the New Orleans Saints are concerned, Michael Thomas is a rookie, but he is balling. Hello, Michael Thomas. Welcome to the league. Uh, basically, this whole offseason has just been kind of the Michael Thomas show. Uh, Willie Sneed has been really good in practice, but he's only had one target um, that he caught for 22 yards. But hey, if he's going to average 22 yards per catch, why not? Um, you know, I think that the New Orleans Saints are pretty cut and dried. I mean, I don't want to act, I, I, I don't want to belittle any of you, but, you know, you're going to draft Drew Brees, you're going to draft Mark Ingram, you're going to draft Brandon Cooks, you're going to draft Willie Sneed, you're probably going to draft Michael Thomas because he's still a deal as a rookie, and then you're going to draft Kobe Fleener, although, I'm going to tell you right now, there are rumors that it's taken Kobe Fleener a little bit of time to get the offense. Well, I'm not surprised. So surprised? I <laughs> I have zero Kobe Flaner in my life right now. I'm not upset about it. I had a hard time drop, uh, ranking him this week because the potential is so high, but the failure could be... I don't even think the failure could be that low because even when he made memes, he was still like a top 15 tight end. He's never been outside of the top 15 in his entire career. Yeah, but really? he's been in the same system. He's in a new system now. Yeah, but there's no one else. You know what? To me, tight ends don't have to be that smart. As long as they, if they need him to block, they can do that so that they can keep their role as a catching tight end as well. I, I always remember Julius Thomas. I mean, Peyton Manning would yell at him every single every time. <laughs> every play, he'd be like, you know, Julius, you know, yeah, and Julius is what I remember um, him saying. But he still was amazing that year. You know, they he still the got the targets, yeah. and they used the tight yeah. end, so it doesn't matter. I don't. I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't. And it's still the funniest story in the whole offseason when the intern listed him as the number four tight end, and everyone in fantasy freaked out. <laughs> and then the intern corrected. It was like, oh, sorry, he's the he's the number one sorry. guy. Sorry. <laughs> Classic oh, I want an intern. intern like that. I want that. I want that in my life. Oh, that's so good. All right. The Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers, must drafts. Listen, I think Aaron Rodgers is the number one quarterback to draft. We have Cam Newton one, Aaron Rodgers second. I know it's kind of going back and forth with a lot of people in the industry, but I have to say I think Rodgers is going to beat Cam Newton out this year. I just feel like everything's come together for those the Green Bay Packers. The offensive line is healthy for the first time in a long time. Eddie Lacy looks a lot better. He's got his receiving core. You know, he's got more tight ends than he knows what to do with in an offense that barely uses tight ends. I just think that this is, like, his year. And he's got, like, the sixth easiest schedule. Um, so that, that helps the case out as well. And Cam, I mean, I just feel like the Denver Broncos gave out a blueprint exactly how to beat Cam and the Carolina Panthers. I mean, literally Denver's offense, I don't think they did anything the whole game. But you can just, they just knew exactly how to stop Cam. And I think people are going to catch on to that. Not only that, but Cam had the, the easiest schedule last year, and he doesn't have the easiest schedule this year. So I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. If you want to draft a quarterback high, that's the one I would I would pick. I'm not taking any of them, but that's the one I would go with. Jordy Nelson, he is back to practice, uh, looking good. I, I think I bumped him up in the rankings. I feel more confident about him. Um, I think you should too. So I think that Jordy Nelson is good to go, which means Randall Cobb is good to go. 
so we're fine there as well. Eddie Lacy, uh, you know, this puts him in the middle of the second round, being at the ADP 16. Um, and I think it's going to be a steal for this guy. You know, I, 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 I really like him. I think that this lighter, more explosive Eddie Lacy is exactly what we need to see. The whole team's back. Again, healthy offensive line. That is so huge to a team like this. So I'm into it. There's really nobody I'm not drafting other than the wide receiver three debacle. Um, not staying away from that. And James Starks mm. is going to be your backup, your handcuff for Eddie Lacy, and he's not the worst handcuff to have. So don't concern yourself with that. You can take him. San Francisco 49ers, Ash. Well, there's really only one must draft on this team, and that's Carlos Hyde. <clears throat> so we'll make this quick and just talk a little bit about some sleepers here. Uh, Bruce Ellington, he had a hurt ankle. He returned to practice on Monday. He will be their slot receiver. We do have high hopes for him, especially because he's basically going on draft. You give him the 20th round. So that's insane value um, for him. So we, I like him. Vance McDonald, which we talked about. Again, he's, again, going undrafted, literally in the 29th round. <laughs> It's crazy. But he's had a really good preseason. He's caught five passes from 92 yards over the past two games. That's that's decent. And who else are they going to throw to? You've got bad mm. quarterbacks who need to dump the ball off. So really that's going to be your slot and your tight end. So I like Vance. I think Vance got a shot to have a decent year. Now, Chandron, he is, I want to reiterate you guys, the backup to Carlos Hyde. Um, you know, he was out due to a rib injury against a preseason game. So um, there's been talk of Ju Juwan Harris and Mike Davis. They're competing for the number three spot. But Chandron is the number two guy. And if you draft Carlos Hyde, you better have an option because that guy is beyond injury prone. You better have an option. I'm not sure I love Chandron as an option. I think I'd rather just have a different straight-up running back. But you might want to consider yourself handcuffing, especially if you've got a league that has a lot of roster spots. I'd consider it if you've got Carlos Hyde. Um, and then don't drafts are just, we got our classic quarterback situation of Blaine Gabbert <laughs> and Colin Kaepernick. We're not, we're not going there. Now, Colin Kaepernick is dealing with, classic. A, with arm fatigue. I love this. <laughs> A.K.A. dead arm. And <laughs> uh, he has participated in some drills. Uh, he has not necessarily been a full participant, but he... He's, he did not play against the Broncos, but he participated in a full warm-up, so that's something. And he is supposed to play this week. He is on track to play against the Packers, where he will get embarrassed by Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not sure this would be the game I would put him in, but you do you, Chip Kelly. You do you. you. Do, yeah, that's right. Chipping. Chipping. Yeah, Blaine Gabbard is still the starter, just FYI. You're going I will in, have to say, at, le at least the 49ers have somebody to blame. Chip Kelly. Mm, that's I mean, true. they really could blame anybody, but like at least they have their fall guy. And I like that. I can appreciate that. It's uh, you know? Actually, they should blame whoever fired Harbaugh. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, the players well, I'm guessing like whoever hi whoever fired Harbaugh is the same one who hired Chip Kelly. So I'm going with it's the same dude. So yeah, he's he's the guy. Cleveland Browns of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me make this quick and pithy. 
I am literally drafting all the Cleveland Browns, and I'm probably going to hate myself. I'm so into them. I'm so I, into them. I, you know, actually, so we do our SiriusXM show, and one of our or one of our producers said that they put out a clip of us saying that the Cleveland Browns are a treasure trove of fantasy value, right? And then all of a sudden, everyone else on the network is going, oh, yeah, the Cleveland Browns. We're like, yo, we were on this a month ago. A month ago. I'm telling you, Terrell Pryor. I was a year old. <laughs> I apologize again. But two catches for 170 yards and a touchdown. He is going in the 13th round. I think that he is legit. I think the connection is real. I think it's a real connection with RG3. Again, RG3 going in the 14th round, completed 10 of 15 attempts for 163 yards and two touchdowns, one interception. That's going to happen. That's fine. I think they bonded over this, why does no one like me kind of vibe. Terrell Pryor is a super hard worker. Yeah, yeah Terrell Pryor is no RG3. No, yeah. No, I, but I, I'm saying I, I'm they've both take... been undervalued in the NFL. I think they're going to bond over that. And I love that he had quarterback experience to understand exactly what RG3 is going to be doing. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it's a true. great connection for them. I hope RG3 goes up in flames. I'm sorry. I can't get behind that. I will get behind <laughs> everybody <laughs> else in Cleveland. But if, age, if, if RG3 tore his ACL again, I would not be upset. Wow. I think he's going to do well this year. I'm gonna go I, think, I, think, I think he's going to be well for a 14th round pick. Yeah. I just puked in my mouth. Yeah. I did um, rank Terrell Pryor, though. I'm very excited about him. Yes. I'm sorry. Legit stuff. Legit things are happening. Yeah. He said he studied Julio Jones like crazy and was like flattered, took a picture with him when they played against the Falcons last week. It's real deal. Duke Johnson was second to Amari Cooper among rookies last season for receptions, and he's going in the seventh round. And he has Hugh Jackson as the coordinator. Love it. Isaiah Crowell, ninth rounder. We've already told you numerous times to draft him. And don't even start me on Gary Barnage and his amazingness. Don't even start me. I don't want to bore you. The Cleveland Browns have no sleepers and no done drafts. First right. time. Well, I'm not touching their defense. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay, Ashley. Mike Evans, you're drafting him. You know that. Doug Martin, you're also drafting him. He's going uh, the very end of the first slash early second, depending on how large your draft is. Now, he did not play no, against you mean Jacksonville Jaguars. End of the second, early third. Sorry, right? end of the second, early third. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what he, I was didn't, he didn't play against the Jags, but he is expected to play against the Browns. So we're going to see a little bit of action out of Doug Martin. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, and then we've got some fun uh, TD. T I'm sorry, excuse me, tight end drama. So Cameron Brait dropped a pass that led to an interception in the game against the Jags. And here's opened up the window for our boy, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Ugh. He's been actually looking pretty decent in camp, and therefore head coach Dirk Cooter has said that he is nearly unstoppable and catch seven to seven passes, and that he has earned a right to share first team reps with Brait, which just means uh -huh. it's a matter of time until Brait is booted to the second spot, and it'll be Austin Safarian Jenkins who will then be the starter and break your hearts all season, because that's what he does. That is what he does. Uh, don't draft. You're not drafting Jameis Winston. I am not into it. He's really struggled against the Jugs defense, and he's got a pretty hard schedule going this year. He's got to play the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Rams. Yeah. A lot of people are drafting Jameis Winston because of I, Mike Evans and Vincent. You know what? Let I'm not them. into it. I'm, I'm with you, Ashley. I'm not into it either. Screw that. Sorry. I dropped him because who else does he have other than Mike Evans? <laughs> That's my problem. He only I don't have he Mike had Evans. Evans last year. What did he have last? What did he do last year? 
He was okay. He was okay. But he wasn't. He was okay. But he People wasn't a starting taking quarterback. Him as their first, first quarterback. It's crazy. It's crazy because mm-hmm. Mike Evans is not, still going to get decent points. Andy Dalton. Yes, they're drafted. He has a higher ADP than Andy Dalton, and that blows my mind. That is insane. People that are is crazy. 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 Speaking of Sorry. crazy, kicker Robert Aguero. <laughs> Oh, God, the poor guy. <laughs> I feel so bad. bad for him. He's a bad. rookie. He basically never missed any kicks, and now he is completely imploding, imploding, and he has now reached out to both his kicking coach and a mental coach to help him with his um, kicking situation. So um, keep That's your sad. eye on that. Keep your eye on that. I, I had drafted him thinking, like, oh, my gosh, second-round pick is going to be fantastic, but now the pressure of the NFL is weighing down on him. Uh, you need to look elsewhere. Kick, me, kicking is so mental. If you got to bring a mental coach in the preseason, even we got some problems. So nope, nope. Kansas City Chiefs, the Chicago Bears. Oh, those Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. They're the hotness. They're the hotness. Ha. They are. They're an interesting team. So Charles returned to practice last week. Uh, he did not play in the preseason game, but he did participate in full 11-on-11 team drills. So I am excited for this. All good news. We're not worried about Jamal Charles. I love Jamal Charles. Everyone's a little scared of him, and we're okay with that. You don't need to be. Be okay with it. I'm all right with it. Trust Jeremy Macklin, ejected from the game. I love that. Me too. Yeah, him so He's much. Like, like, I wouldn't have done that in a regular season game. I'm like, you do, no. you vet. You get ejected in the preseason game, do it. But he's been he's been a mentor, which is what I really like for some of the sleepers and Albert Wilson and Chris Conley. And Conley had a good game. He had a team leading 66 yards uh, and, I believe, an audible for 37 yards from Alex Smith. And he's doing really well. He's been under the wings of Jeremy Macklin, and they're all kind of learning from this vet. And I think they're actually going to have a much better receiving core this year. I think this might be the year that they finally gel and that Alex Smith can actually throw further than 35 yards. Underrated offense. It really is. I think they're going to do decent. I do. I'm excited for it. And just they just go I, up against tough defenses. They do. You know? They do. They do. Hey, they beat the Broncos one time last, one game last season. I was there for the game to watch it. Um I think they've got a, a decent offense. And again, you know, Albert Wilson and Chris Conley are both basically, they're not even ranked. They don't even have an ADP. These guys essentially don't exist in anybody's fantasy world. You don't need to draft them, but keep them in your mind and something you want to look for on the waiver wire. Yeah, absolutely. They might catch one of those three receiving touchdowns. Ah, <laughs> uh, it didn't go to a tight end. Uh, Chicago Bears, Jimmy Linkford. Ugh, he's in a walking boot, you guys, and has been since Saturday morning. Uh, he's out of practice. It's not good. It's not good, but he is going at a decent round still. So fifth round, I, I think I'm still taking him. Um, Kadeem yeah. Carey and Jacquees Rogers and rookie Jordan Howard are going to be the guys behind him, and none of them are draft-worthy. So, to me, this is not a team that you're going to handcuff. Personally, um, I would go for a handcuff, somebody else's handcuff, <laughs> than I would handcuff myself to the Chicago Bears um, backfield. But I am going to take Linkford. I, I have taken him, and I, I do enjoy him. Kevin White, uh, don't let the preseason performance discourage you, you guys. Alshon Jeffrey's going to be dead, and Kevin White's the only guy left. So that's wow. just, it just is what it is. He, he just... 
soft. He's going to be good by himself, but he's going to be great when he's what number one wide receiver for this team. So you, you can draft Kevin White. Uh, no sleepers. Alshon Jeffrey is in my don't draft list again. This is this is a thing like Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I don't want him, so I'm saying don't draft him because that's my opinion. Still have him ranked to the appropriate place, although now I might go back and downgrade him since that's what you have to do to get somebody hurt around here at her fantasy football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I just I don't like him, so I'm saying don't draft him. So that's where I'm at. His injuries are crazy. The soft tissue stuff is for real. And the value is just not worth the risk for me. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, the Indianapolis Colts, those Eagles. Uh, Ryan Matthews, I still have him in my must draft. Um, it's, this team is just value, value, value. And I tell you this every week. It just is. If you want these guys, you can get them for a reasonable price. So, okay. I love Zach Ertz. Um, I think that he's just going to be fantastic. Uh, I mentioned this last week that Coach Pedersen's from Kansas City where they have Kelsey, and I think that this is going to be perfect for Ertz, and he's going to fit into this offense fantastic and fantastically and just going to be beautiful, beautiful music. So mm -hmm. I'm all about Ertz. Uh, Sleepers, I still have Darren Sproles, and guys, I'm a believer. I'm sorry, I just am. I just think they're going to use him like crazy this year, and I just think that it's totally perfect flex and PPR links. So, and, and that scenario only, mind you, flex and PPRs. Um, and my don't draft, you know, I'm just really interested to see what any of these other wide receivers do other than Jordan Matthews. It's just a big assortment of, like, a lot going on. And I'm staying away from all of them because I just can't feel confident with any of them. Um, and clearly, their coaches can't either. So I'm holding off. Brandon, how about the Colts? I believe in T.Y. Hilton. I feel fine about that. I believe in Dante Moncrief. I feel fine about that. Right now, Frank Gore is going in the sixth round, and he's the number one guy. Josh Ferguson has done himself zero favors this preseason. Mm -hmm. uh, 13 carries for nine yards and a drop. Any of that sound good to you? Sure doesn't. Uh-uh. Uh, right now, it looks actually like Robert Turbin, if you can believe that, is going to be the handcuff. Uh, sleepers is, I guess, <laughs> Philip Dorsett, but that all depends on my do not draft list, which includes Andrew Luck. As of right now, not looking good. His preseason workouts have not been favorable. All of the signs are pointing to what? Now, crazy, right? It's I crazy. need him to see. I need to see him do something. If he can do something this week, I am very interested in this in this game. It is very important to me to see uh, a change up in this offense. But right now, I I am concerned, and and for that reason, you know, Dwayne Allen is is kind of just a guy to me. A lot of people think he's going to be a breakout player. Uh, I'm going to wait till next week to give you good analysis on the Colts because right now, a lot of question marks. <laughs> Well, he might have to just dump off to him every single time when he gets razzled. So Dwayne Allen might be a breakout star just because he's literally right. the last result for luck to, like, for he pukes on himself because it's bad, you know? I can see that, but I can it's also see, like, it's just not good. 
Why would he throw to Dwayne Allen if he can the opportunities? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. Detroit Lions, I, I'm staying away from a lot of the Lions. Uh, I don't like the running back situation. Amir Abdullah yep. may be the guy, may not be the guy. Struggling with injuries, struggling with life. I mean, I'm not quite sure what's going on with Amir Abdullah. Theo Reddick, I think, is the pass-catching back. You can feel good about him if you are in a PPR league. I will say that. I know I'm alone on that. That's fine. Uh, I, You know, Golden Tate, in my opinion, is for sure the number one guy. Now, it, earlier in the season, he was going in the fourth round. Now he's going in the fifth, sometimes sixth round. That's fine for me. I actually think he's I think he's a quality pick where you can get him now. Before maybe it was a stretch, but now I feel good. I mean yeah. I, 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 I get the it. keep talking about Marvin Jones, people. Keep talking about Marvin Jones. Again, they don't throw the ball down the field that much, so I don't understand this Marvin Jones hype. Marvin Jones is a talented football player. He's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm not reaching for him, though. Uh, the only thing that I have with, er, with Golden Tate is that Anquan Bolden's there, and Anquan Bolden's going to take some of those shorter-range passes. Although, again, I think they're going to do majority short-range passes. Uh, but I think Anquan Bolden's legit. I think they're going to run I a double slot. I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think so too. And I, I don't think that um, he's the number one guy. I don't I don't think anything like that. But you can get him so late. Last pick of your draft. And I think that he will have a lot of decent games. And he's usually a good player in week one, insider info. Uh, Eric Ebron still needs to prove something to me. I'm not into him anymore. I keep dropping him down like one or two spots every week. And I think I might continue doing that. I need more. 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 Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, Kamar Aiken's value is just so crazy good. Uh, I have to say, like, it is nuts. Like, he's not, like, one of my favorite wide receivers or anything, but, like, for how low he's going for being the number one wide receiver, I think is just, like, awesome. So that that's the guy I would put on my must-draft list. Um with all the other wide receivers, I'm not super inf impressed with other than um, Mike Wallace maybe is that like last round guy you'd pick. Steve Smith is back, but he, you know, still it's very questionable. Perryman's, I mean, whatever. Worth the him. wait. Worth the yeah. wait. Yeah, it's don't tell fantasy man. owners that. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Justin Forsett, you guys. Another guy that I think is totally underrated. I think it's going to be fantastic. We'll have huge fantasy numbers by the end of the season. Yes, he might play 14 out of 16 games. Okay, well, I'll take it. It's an extra game than Le'Veon Bell is going to be taking in the first taking the first draft. I'm not comparing Forsett with Bell overall talent, but I'm just saying, come on, guys. Like, Forsett's the dude there. His coaches love him. And he's he's a good pick, so everybody else just don't draft. I'm really not impressed with Baltimore, to be honest. It's kind of my uh, team. Flacco it really brings you Is down. Is Flacco gonna get healthy? I mean, that back's I don't. I don't know, but thank goodness you're not drafting Flacco anyway. So it's not like a big concern. You, you may draft Kamar Aiken, but the, again, the value there is just like okay, if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. You know, right. because of his quarterback. It's not like. It's not like a guy you're drafting in the third, fourth round being like, you know, 
Agreed. Like drafting Michael Floyd, and then Carson Palmer goes down, and the team just completely implodes. That's just that's not the case here. Um, New York Giants, the New York Jets. So we'll keep this one pithy because we know basically everything we need to know out of the Giants. You know, Eli Manning, you're drafting him. He was a top ten quarterback last year. Obviously, you're drafting Odell Beckham Jr. If you, long as you are one through three in the draft order on your, in your draft. Rashad Jennings, again, he's got crazy value for where he's going. He is still a starting running back in this league. He is still the primary running back on this team. But I don't want you to forget about Shane Vereen. You know, this guy... Brandon! Brandon wants to forget about Shane Vereen. He's blocking him out. What's interesting is he wasn't second on the depth chart a few weeks ago, and he's moved his way up into the second spot. And I do think they're going to use him as a patch catching back out of the backfield. So... I would say, kind of like what Corny said, PPR only, NFLX only, and you have to draft him super late in the draft. Don't take him for anything more than that. You'd be reaching. Um, but he's 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 interesting play for me because again, it's a completely different offense than they had last year. We don't we don't really know. We can't base anything off what we saw last year. We can't base Shane Vereen off what we saw with the Patriots because it's the Patriots, it's Bill Belichick. So I'm intrigued to see how he will be utilized this year. And I need to see a little bit more of it in preseason before I can really give my full-on Shane Vereen opinion. And maybe I'm saying this because I drafted him in an auction league by mistake. Maybe I'm hoping, wishful thinking, that he's going to do well. But no, I really, I really do think he's going to be interesting. Now, Victor Cruz, do a little bit update on him because he's really the only interesting update on this team at the moment. So <laughs> he was a full participant in practice for the first time. Um, since August eighth, which is which is great, he caught he caught he caught three caught three three passes during team drill and a touchdown. He's looked dead in the red zone, uh, and he's on pace to play this game. I think we're that actually going to awesome. see him play. Ashley, you missed it, but you like were cutting out, and it goes. He got, 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 he got. <laughs> like it was that. the remix. It was, was it like really? It was the remix yeah. of Victor oh, yeah. Cruz Breakdown. I hope it actually comes off that way when, we, when I download this. Oh, I it will. Victor Cruz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly what I just went down. Well, he's awesome. on pace to play. So we're finally going to maybe get a little bit of a glimpse. Finally. Finally. I'm really excited. I hope. I hope this is a good thing. I hope it's. A I good hope thing Sterling Shepard is somebody of our past. Well, I think he's well, like he'll be the future, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I hope Victor Cruz comes in and just tears it up. I think Sterling Shepard. He's listed right now as a wide receiver too, but I think it's be really interesting to see if Victor Cruz does come out healthy and is playing well. What is that going to mean? Grant Sterling Shepard's been playing well, so that's a, it's going to be a tough call. It is going to make the murky waters in the uh, Giants organization. You like but... only give the ball to so many people. And then we OBJ. That's right. Dwayne Harris, wide receiver, he did exit the preseason game. He had x-rays that was negative. We haven't really had a full great update about him, but he's not really fantasy relevant for you. And then Randy Bullock did sign with the New York Giants since Josh Brown is suspended. So I'll be intrigued to see how that plays out as well as the Giants are getting a lot of flack for taking a pretty weak and feeble stance on the domestic violence um, policies within the NFL. So I mean, it was only 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And he's a kicker, so clearly you can't replace him. Yeah, I mean... There's only like a million kickers trying to find a job right now. Right. It's fine. No problem. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it was I, well, only 20 I, times before she actually divorced him. 
<laughs> so Starting my husband, that. we had a draft that night. My husband drafted him. Did I tell you guys this? No. And I was like, Tim, and he's like, what? And I was like, he just got suspended for beating his wife. And he starts laughing. He's like, a kicker, really? I was like, no, really? No, yeah. Really? Like, yes, he's, really. Like, Googled, he's like, oh, my gosh. And he dropped him. But I was like, I was like, yeah. He's like, man, he's like one of the most consistent kickers out there. I was like, well, he consistently beats his wife. So, yeah. Yeah. Consistently. Consistently. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. and, that's and, what we're going to use. Yeah. And stepson. And stepson. But I will so, never forget yeah. my husband's laugh, like, laughing. Oh. He's a kicker. It's a kicker, Courtney. I know. Kickers matter, you guys. This is why yeah. you need to this stuff. <laughs> this is the worst example of kickers mattering ever. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. Anyways, the Jets. So Jets, again, Brandon Marshall given, Eric Decker given, Matt Forte a given. And he is hopefully going to play this week as well. We haven't seen much out of him. Todd Bowles is very excited and hopeful that he's going to play SMI. Uh, they increased his practice workload over the week, so... It's looking like green light go. I'm very excited. I think Forte is going to be fantastic this year. Uh, your sleepers, we've got the same ones in terms of Bilal Powell and Quincy in. I can never say his name. Inwa. Inwa. Damn it. Remind me to look that up. I can never say it. Uh, we talked about how much Fitzy loves him last week, but he did suffer a concussion during the first quarter of the preseason game. Um, so keep your eye on that. He did not practice as of Wednesday, the 24th, so he clearly has got a concussion going on at the moment. So make sure that you keep an eye on that. Granted, he's going not drafted, but I do think he is, right now he's slotted as the wide receiver three. So I do think he's actually going to get some love this season. Just keep your yeah. eye on him. Just keep your eye on that guy. Um, yeah, and then again, Carlos Williams visited the Jets. A deal, they wanted, they wanted to reiterate, a deal is not imminent. He still has weight to lose. He's got a lot of stuff to do. But he visited the I can't Jets. believe he didn't get picked up. The guy averaged 5.6 yards per carry last season. It is a little crazy. I'm like, a ton talking? of touchdowns. I don't tons know what people are thinking. I don't know what they're thinking. I, I I mean, I know that he, like, slipped in the offseason, but he's got a lot of talent. He's Very got a lot weird. of talent. Suspended. I'm holding on no, to him in some leagues. He is, he is suspended four games. Stuff, so yeah. I'm wondering if people are going to pick him up a little bit later. But it is shocking yeah. that he hasn't been picked up anywhere. I mean, well, it might be bigger mental issues than me think. Maybe. So, so we'll, must we'll be. Because there's no other reason. Yeah. And then we got the quarterback situation. Fitzy is still the guy. Um, Bryce Petty is allegedly making a push to be the backup quarterback with Geno Smith. But as of this game, he, Geno Smith has been announced as no, number two in the quarterback rankings. Todd Bowles did say that they're, you know, Bryce Petty will get some playing time. And they're thinking about actually keeping four quarterbacks on the team between Ryan Fitzpatrick, Bryce Petty, Geno Smith, and Christian Hackenberg. So they're going to have four quarterbacks there. Wow. Okay. Crazy. That doesn't seem necessary. Nope. All right. Tennessee Titans and the Oakland Raiders. Delaney Walker. He is a must and a tight end. DeMarco Murray. He has had 113 yards and a touchdown on 11 carries in the first two preseason games. He is looking fantastic. He looks so good, and I'm so excited. Now, what does this mean for Derrick Henry? This is what you're thinking, because Derrick Henry also looks fantastic. They have said that Murray is the starter, and he is. But they also made promises, I quote, promises that Henry will get playing time. So the question really becomes, what's that ratio split going to look like? How are they going to use Henry? I'll be intrigued to see if they kind of unfold a little bit of how they're going to do that in this third preseason game. 
but Henry is supposed to get some love, and I think he's really good. So I think he is still worth a draft pick, even though DeMarco Murray looks great. Don't be completely scared off of Henry. Again, Henry's a flex player. He's not going to be a starting running back for you, but I think he is worthy of a roster spot for the flex. Well, at now, least you know you have a sturdy handcuff, too. Sturdy handcuff, and it could be valid yeah. still throughout the season. So why wouldn't yeah. you do it? If you're drafting Murray, you have to draft Henry, in my opinion. They, they are a 1-2. Um, wide receiver, Tahe Sharp. Tahe. Uh, Tahe. I looked up Tahe. Tahe. Okay, Tahe. whatever. Tahe. I, don't know. I think it's Tahe. Tahe. Tahe, Tahe. Tahe Sharp. Tahe, Tahe. <laughs> we make everything French on her fantasy football, yeah. just in case. Tahe. I even, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nothing was better than Ryan. It's probably TJ, and you guys Malay. are all messing it up. No, I think it is Tahe. <laughs> Tahe. Like Taj Mahal, Taj. Anyway, it's great. Anyway, it's great. He's, he's fantastic, looking great. and he's a sleeper. He's looking Go great. He's it. a sleeper. Justin Hunter is projected to not even make the team at this point, but I do actually think Justin Hunter has talent and potential. And if he does not make the team, I do think he will be picked up somewhere else, maybe somewhere like Philly, mm-hmm. where they could use a wide receiver. And I think he might actually be able to do well in a different offense. This has just been a team that's never been able to really get anything around wide receivers. They just can't seem to pull it together. <laughs> and Hunter's been one of those really frustrating players, that always that potential guy that looks really great and then does nothing. So there's a good chance he's not going to make the team, but I'll be intrigued to see where he does fall. Kendall Wright, he is doubtful to play this week because of his hamstring injury still, so that's a bit concerning. And then we've got Marcus Mariota, who is not a starting quarterback. I want to be very clear on this. There's a lot of Mariota love out there. He is not a starting fantasy quarterback. But I like him in two quarterback leagues. So grab him in that situation. I think he's got a good chance to be kind of on that bubble of the top 10, top 15. Awesome. Brandon. I'm kind of cooling down on the Oakland Raiders a little bit. Um, Derek Carr came out and he definitely has decided to practice with the long ball. I think that's really great. So Amari Cooper is fine. He was struggling with a foot injury the majority of his rookie season is what we found out. Uh, And that's really why he slowed down the later half. I feel good about him. I feel good about Michael Crabtree. Again, no one respects him, so you can get him late. Yep. Go for it. Uh, but I'm cooling down on Clive Walford. He had an ATV accident earlier this year. He hasn't really bounced back. He hasn't really gotten as involved as uh, I was hoping he would based off of his numbers at the end of his rookie season last year. Uh, now, he is a third-round pick, so I don't think they're going to give up on him. This isn't a Carlos Williams situation where all of a sudden he'll be dropped. Um, but I'm not as high as I used to be. And we have to just be honest. Again, no one's wrong, by the way, in fantasy. We all researched. We all did our work and then circumstances change and we're just trying to get you to win I'm not here to be right I'm here to help you win so that's how I feel about Clive Walford today and then also to help you win Latavius Murray is the starter and I'm sorry if that upsets you if you don't think he's a good football player um, but much like Jeremy Langford they're starting so it is what it is and I'm sorry if you don't want to draft him but if he falls to you you should feel fine about it and frankly uh, DeAndre Washington has been hurt he hasn't really won the job and George Atkinson is kind of a baller right now right now he is the number one scoring fantasy running back in the preseason now it's just the preseason of course but he's had eight carries for a hundred yards and two touchdowns he caught his one target for an additional 15 yards but hey not bad yeah it's great I like it good stuff 
Los Angeles Rams against the Denver Broncos. Rams are always going to be easy. You can draft the defense, and you can draft Todd Gurley. And that is it. Scene. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Dress rehearsal. The Denver Broncos. Wow. You're really going to do wow. that. Nice. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You really just moved on. It's beautiful. I did. I just really... No, I totally moved on. We're over it. It's moved... He's gone, I guys. I think Pharaoh Cooper is going to happen. Pharaoh Cooper? It, it's possible, but you don't have to draft him. He's going no, so yeah. low that it's not... He's just not draft-worthy. You can keep an Waver. eye on him and see, especially with injuries, and, you know, when you draft Alshon Jeffrey and he dies, then, you know... Wow. Be like, who am I going to pick up? You know? Ed Cooper. Cooper. Uh, but you don't have to draft him initially, so don't worry about it. Uh, with the Denver Broncos, you do have to draft everybody initially. Sorry, it's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. Um, I actually, uh, I believe I have the Denver Broncos ranked one this week, and I believe in that. So I'm kind of going with it, you guys. I have Demarius ranked a lot higher than most people do, too. Um, I feel like last year was a down season with bad quarterbacks, and he's still was the baller, you guys. So, um, yeah, we may not have a quarterback at this point, but still, come on. It's fine. Uh, Manuel Sanders is there, too. The value to me is is good. Seventh, eighth round, I think that that's a great place for him. Um, I don't think I'm iffy with how they're going to get the ball to him, but I think that's going to be fine. C.J. Anderson, guys, I'm all about C.J. Anderson. Uh, he's going to get so much love with these quarterbacks that it's going to be out of control. So I, I think C.J. Anderson, draft, 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 draft. Keep him up. Mm. Brandon McManus, the kicker you draft. Virgil Green, I just love Green. Um, I think he's going to be a favorite target target for any of the Bronco quarterbacks that show up uh, week one. And I just think that he is such a sleeper that it's fantastic. Um and, yeah, I really like his potential in PPR. Um, he sees a lot of targets, you guys. He's been seeing a lot of targets. Every single one of the three quarterbacks love to throw to the tight end, so I think you're golden. Devontae Booker is going to be your backup to C.J. Anderson. You're drafting him as your backup. He is a great backup to have. Uh, and as you don't draft, you guys, you're not drafting the quarterbacks. Um, Simeon is starting in week three. Woo! Gotten crazy. I think that Kubiak might have had some butt fumble nightmares after those two uh, fumbles last week. I can't week. believe I that happened. Just like, I know, I know. It's so bad. Um, I mean, Simeon's not perfect, mind you. So you're not drafting any of them. Okay? San Diego Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings. You're drafting Gates. He's a given. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen actually had a joint practice with the Arizona Cardinals, and he faced off against Patrick Peterson, and he actually made some tough catches and did well. And this has been one of my biggest issues with Keenan Allen is I don't think he shows up against strong corners. Mm. It's been one judgy. of my issues with him. I am judgy. But you know what? It is, it is what it is. The guy's got injury issues, and when he faces up against a stout corner doesn't have his best game. So I'm really encouraged to see the fact that he did well against Patrick Peterson. So I'm happy with that. Travis Benjamin, you haven't seen a whole lot from him in preseason, which might make people nervous, but that's because he's considered part of the first team. And we see very limited from our first team anyway. So 
just because it's not a new team and you aren't seeing much, I don't want you to panic and freak out about Travis Benjamin. This, this is a good sign. This is a good sign that they know that he is their wide receiver too, and there's no reason for them to play him excessively in preseason. Why would they risk it? So I think this is a good sign, no reason to freak out at all. Now, Phillip Rivers um, did not play against the Cardinals, so that was interesting, but again, nothing to freak out about. Our sleeper is wide receiver Tyrell Williams. He's caught four passes for 47 yards. And he looks decent. He's targeted six times during the game. I think that's okay. He's a potential sleeper here. Because also all Phillip Rivers does is throw. That's all they do is throw. Because, again, they've got no running game. And they're going to be so behind. So behind. Points, I thought they just need to air it out. It brings us to Melvin Gordon. I'm not hating him <laughs> as much as I I'm not hating him as much as I did. If we look at last year's stats, he had 184 carries. And if you look at the pre, just the first two preseasons, he's had nine. He rushed for 641 yards last year, which is a 3.5 yard per average. And he's at 3.3 right now, two games. So he's about on par. 3.3 is not my favorite number, but he had zero rushing touchdowns last year and zero thus far (laughs) this preseason. He had 33 catches last year. He's had one catch this year. (laughs) But we can't the Chiefs can't get a touchdown in the air, and the. And the San Diego Chargers can't get a touchdown, touchdown on, the on the ground. ground. Exactly. It's amazing. It's amazing. But what's interesting to me is that he had 192 <laughs> receiving yards last year, and he already has 44 receiving yards this preseason and a receiving touchdown, which he did not have last season as a whole. So I agree. I think this is. I thought that I was think improvement. They're. I think it's improvement, and I think they're actually going to change their running game a bit, and he's going to be more involved in the pass game. Danny Woodhead will still be there, and there was a hilarious. What was the tweet about Danny Woodhead? About if he's alive, you basically don't draft. Yeah, as long as Danny Woodhead's alive, you do not draft Melvin. Yeah, it was something hilarious like that. And while I agree, at the same time, I do think they're figuring out. I think this is partly why they drafted their fullback. They're trying to get creative in a way to be able to use Melvin Gordon, and I think they might be using a little bit more receiving than they did in the past. If the numbers are telling us the truth here, so. I'm intrigued with that. Tight end Jeff Cumberland, he tore his Achilles heel. Um, he is out. So next man up, Seth McGrath. He is the guy. Allegedly. Well, Antonio Behind Gates Antonio Gates. Guy. Behind Antonio Gates. Correct. I was like, what? Not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not even a guy. They have Antonio <laughs> Gates. I'm right, done. Right. Stop. <laughs> say. What's wrong with you? Talk about the Vikings, another useless team to talk about. Yes. We'd be done with these useless teams. Anyway, all right. Adrian Peterson, Norm Turner. I was Turner, like, what? The, that's the guy, Brandon. I shouldn't put such an emphasis on the. Jeez, I got yeah. scared. I was like, yeah. what did I not hear? Yeah, no, 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 no. So Adrian Peterson, uh, North Turner is raving that he sees absolutely no sign of him slowing down, which is what we've been telling you as well. Yes, he is over 30, but he's Adrian Peterson, and you have no reason to freak out about it. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, he's another guy that you're going to draft again. You probably He's not going to see much out until probably midseason. So kind of expect that, but you're going to have to draft him. He's not somebody that's he's going off the boards. It's not someone that you can pick up off waivers. Although, he may fall into the category that we've talked about many times with these guys that don't perform well, so somebody drops them and you're able to pick them up. That's probably what you should shoot for with Laquan Treadwell. Agreed. Just yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he did not play in the game, which was really interesting because at the beginning when he didn't play, he's like, I'm fine. And then they blamed it on 
a sore shoulder, and now they're saying that's the issue. But then the Vikings decided they kept him out, but then he was throwing during pr practice. But then the coach says that he isn't even concerned about his injury. So it's a very kind of roundabout, I don't know what is going on here. Um, I'm just going to ignore it and chalk this up to weird preseason stuff that happens all the time, and we're going to say Teddy Bridgewater is fine. It's like, the Seattle Seahawks. it's like the Seattle Seahawks. Jimmy Graham doesn't have to come because they don't use him. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have to come because they don't use their quarterback. So it's totally fine. It's probably they true. Yeah, it's a Jimmy Brass. Graham. He, he played four practices. <laughs> take, a, take a break. Take a break. Take, take a break. break. Uh, I am intrigued by Adam Thielen. Uh, he caught four passes for 61 yards in the game against the Seahawks. He actually looks pretty decent. So it's been, it's been really interesting as to what's going on with him. I think he could be a sleeper. A sleeper wide receiver. Mm. On a team of wide receivers, I generally tell you never to draft. So he's on the, t the second tier of my don't draft Viking wide receivers. Nice. Which basically means you don't draft him, but you look for him when he has a good game because you may be able to pick him up. Or in daily. He's a guy that might be able to blow up daily, and you basically are paying a dollar for the guy. Good. Riveting. Arizona Cardinals, Houston <laughs> Texans. <laughs> I have all bad teams, Brad. I try to find something. I'm talking about people like Adam Thielen. Come on now. You did a great job that. Arizona Cardinals are pretty clear. They've had a bad preseason. They don't look good. Let's just put it out there. They don't look good. I don't care. Do you guys care? care. Uh, no. There's not one thing I care about. I'm drafting Michael Floyd. I'm drafting Larry Fitzgerald. I'm drafting John Brown. I'm drafting David Johnson. I'm drafting Carson Palmer. I don't think they have a tight end. If so, call me. Uh, other than that, I love their defense. I think their defense may be, in my opinion, uh, the top defense of the year this year. I think it's a very distinct possibility mm. based mm. on the fact that they are going to face the crazy Los Angeles Rams. Where does the sun rise? We don't know. Um, they're going twice. They're going to face Chip Kelly twice. Uh, now, they faced the Seattle Seahawks twice. That's tough. But, you know, I, I think their schedule is actually pretty decent, and they're a really good team. So. The Rams' defense is good. Yeah. I So, so I feel fine about that. Uh, so, in other words, you know who you're drafting, you know who you're not. Chris Johnson's a, a handcuff. I do not believe the hype that he's going to take touches, though. Okay. I think he will. Not enough for me to not draft not David Johnson. Not enough to not draft David Johnson, but I think he will be involved. David Johnson's my number one running back in PPR leagues. There it is. Mm. There it is. Mm. Actually, Texans. More teams no one cares about. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, that's a given, obviously. Lamar Miller, I haven't been as impressed as I want to be with him. He's rushed six times for 16 yards and one catch against the Saints. Against the Saints. You should be able to do better than that against the Saints. It's preseason. Every time we said that, though, people stunk against the Saints. That's I all know, I'm but man. I know. I still have him ranked pretty high. He did still fall as a top 10 running back last season. Um, I do think he's still good, but I'm not as quite as hyped up. I want to wait and see how he's going to do in the dress rehearsals, see how that plays out. Jalen Strawn is still another pretend, you know, contender. He is listed as a wide receiver, too, next to DeAndre Hopkins in the depth chart. But Braxton Miller has been interesting. Mm. Uh, he's, he has been in the starting slot position um, the past two season games. He's supposed to get play. He was a converted quarterback to a wide receiver. So I like that conversion. Like Brandon's boy, 
Did you okay. chase say his name? There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I'm intrigued with him, but I'm also intrigued with Will Fuller, who had four balls for 73 yards and a touchdown mm. on eight targets. He was targeted eight times. So I really like Will Fuller too. So this this is an interesting receiving core. The question is, can Brock pull it together to be able to deliver it? He was 12 for 19 passes for 124 yards and a touchdown. I think he's starting to pull it together. So I'm hopeful for that because I think there's a lot of potential for wide receivers on this team. I do. Now what does have me concerned is their center, Nick Martin, has a high ankle sprain and potentially might have surgery. They might be worse than they thought and they might be out their center. And there is nothing more important to a, not a rookie, he's not a rookie, but he's a newbie quarterback of Brock Osweiler to lose your center. This also affects my feelings with Lamar Miller because the center is out. This is bad. This is bad. <sighs> Dead. He just hopped on the Titanic with RG3. So, again, we don't know if he's going to have surgery. We have to keep an eye on this, but there is definitely a possibility of surgery, and that will be um, some devastating news for our Texans. It's officially loopy time. Yeah. It's our last matchup, and we've all lost our minds. Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we got the Bengals, who I love. A.J. Green, I love him. Giovanni Bernard, you're still drafting him. Jeremy Hill, you're drafting him. And he and I have had a very tumultuous relationship over the years, Jeremy Hill and I. But what I love is that he is quoted saying that he's not going to celebrate this year. Nope, he's not going to do it. He's going to let his running back coach celebrate for him. He is focusing, and he's been looking pretty decent. So I'm hoping this is going to bring us 2014 numbers versus 2015 numbers. But even 2015 wasn't that bad, guys. So he is still a guy that you draft. He's The value is certainly there for where you can draft him. So I'm liking the running backs for the Bengals. Our sleepers, Tyler Boyd, guys, He's the he is the man. Brandon LaFell is, is expected to play week one, which has made this a little bit of an interesting situation. But Tyler Boyd, he's just doing a great job. And everyone has got great things to say about him. Rookie of the year. Everyone's got great things to say about him. So he's another guy that you can get crazy low, and you should be targeting a guy like Tyler Boyd. Now, Tyler Eifert, we got an update here. He is going to try to jog. He jogged, guys. Uh, he's been currently running on treadmills and water, but he's able to jog on pavement and this is good. His ankle feels good. Um, so we just got to keep our eyes open to how that's going to play out because Eifert was a huge, as you know, touchdown vulture. The guy was targeted in the red zone more than any other tight end last year. It's insane. Um, he's the guy. We just need him healthy. Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, and Blake Bortles are all being underestimated for their pure talent. So the value is just fantastic. So you can take all three of them and feel okay about it. Have no remorse. It's a really nice thing to have going on here. Uh, the Jacksonville defense is going to be in my sleepers category. They should be a must-start or a must-draft, uh, mind you. Um, and I think they're going to fall in the top. 12 uh, defenses this year. So I think you're good to take them. I feel good about it. All right. Especially if you have a defense like um, like the Carolina Panthers or uh, the Houston Texans. You know, Houston has dealt with injuries. Uh, I love the Houstons. They have a great schedule. But uh, if, if, you, if you have them and Jacksonville is not taken – that is somebody that you need to like be streaming with constantly, like constantly. 
So just think about that. Um, and I'm still on the fence with Julius. I can't, I don't know. I feel bad, but I just can't give advice with Julius. I, you have a mental block with Julius? I have a mental block with Julius. Like mm. some days I really like him, and then some days I'm like, mmm, gross. Can't stay away. So it's really up in the air. And as for the running backs, I'm not a fan, you guys. I'm kind of staying away from them as well. The Ivory, TJ Yeldon situations, not my favorite thing going into the season. So um, the value's there. So if you draft him, I get it. But it's just, I don't know. There's too many unknowns for me. Whatever happened to Denard? Oh, Robinson. Remember oh, that guy? Oh, yeah. Injuries. Injuries. Yeah. Too small. It was really slight. Yeah. So sweet. Miss that guy. Miss him. Yeah. Oh, well, that is our show, you guys. The dress rehearsal, week three of preseason. Oh, I'm so excited for the drafts to all be done so we can just start, like, crying about our teams or, like, being like, oh, my gosh. So excited for that kicking round guy. But check out that butt. draft sheet, you guys. It's so good. The cheat sheet. Her is so fantasy good. football slash cheat sheet. Her fantasyfootball.com slash cheat sheet if we're gonna get technical. Right, but you know the internet, so it's easy fine. as that. Print it off, bring it to your drafts. Thank you so much, Kendra, for your fabulous video of the boys stealing your draft sheet because you kicked Woo-hoo. their butt last year with it. So Amazing. Um, I just used it for my last draft. It's super easy. So go over there, print it off, bring it to your drafts. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. And make sure to listen to us. Saturday night, you guys, you get a second opportunity to listen to our madness uh, on Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern Saturday night. So we'll see you guys there. Until next time, no more faking it. We'll